Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yes, it's a Friday that feels like springtime, but, you know, it's going to get uh, cold Sunday and Monday, which is... Uh which is nice. I'm Scoot on the air. It's Friday already. We're already into the weekend. And, you know, there's a lot of buzz about Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman Trophy. I certainly hope he wins it. He will be the third person from LSU to win. First, Billy Cannon, then Joe Burrow, and maybe Jaden Daniels. Um, but this has got to be a great moment in his life, uh, going to New York City as uh, one, of the, one of the finalists. Also, I, I want to get into this this afternoon, and I want you to think about this, and I want you to be honest. I don't want you to be hysterical. I want you to be calm about it. The Saints and the Panthers Sunday. The Saints are five and seven. Yeah, we're disappointed. The Panthers are one and 11. So with all that's going on with the Saints, with all that's been said after the losses and everything, and the Panthers are coming to town, division rival that appears to be very inferior in terms of talent, I want you to be honest and think about this. How do you think it's going to go? How do you see this this um, game playing out? Are the Saints going to win? Are the Saints going to come out with a slow start? Or are they going to come out with a bang? Most of us thought they were going to come out with a bang last week. So do you think they're going to come out with a bang this week? So just be honest. I mean, based on what you've seen with the Saints based on all that you've heard and read, how do you think this is going to play out? How do you think the Saints are going to play against this inferior team? An NFL team. They're all NFL teams, but uh, it would appear to be an inferior team. If you want to join us on Free For All Friday, the Open Art Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. All right, so becoming a minister in America's largest maximum security prison is um is quite a job it's angola and uh it's long been considered one of the most dangerous prisons in the country conditions in the prison and in the fields where the inmates work have been said to be really harsh and very punishing so angola would seem like an unlikely place for someone to become a minister but a prison seminary program has been changing lives with angola within angola's walls and even outside of the walls in the episode of the Tan Report, Alex gives us a really harrowing account of life in Angola and the lessons that he learned after, um, after taking part in what was a, a, a prototype uh, prison seminary program. 
Uh, Tan Trung is the one who does the podcast, and we talk to him every week, and he does a phenomenal job with these podcasts. Tan, welcome to the show. Good. Thanks for the opportunity. So, look, let's talk about Alex. Tell me, tell me about your experience talking to him. So, Alex is not his real name. I had to agree not to mention his real name nor okay. the business that he runs in the New Orleans area to respect his privacy. And under that condition, we chose Alex. But Alex was a juvenile offender. He got into trouble uh, around 15 and a half, 16 years old. And I broke this this story up into two parts. The first part is now available on the Tom Report, and the second part will be published next week. But the first part really gets into how he got into the situation that put him inside of Angola. And before we get to what the seminary program is uh, in the podcast and what it did for him, I thought it was important for people to understand what it's really like. And I think all of us have probably read stories, maybe heard stories. But when you when you hear the accounts from Alex, I think you get more context and, and I don't want to say a grittier, but a, a more realistic picture of what life is really like in that prison. I've heard stories. We've all heard stories about uh, Angola. What's something that stands out in your mind about what he told you? What 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 uh, what visual did he, he he talk about that just really struck you? The remarkable thing I think that really stuck out to me is when he said that he actually felt hopeful in Angola, which again sounds very unusual. Same in the same vein that having a minister or a seminary program in. Angola sounds strange, but he said that within the first five years, he held out hope because during the first five years, he said typically most inmates in Angola have this idea that they're somehow going to get out because they're, they still have possibilities of appealing their conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, but after those five years passed, he, he lost hope, and he said oddly that he, he slept good in Angola, and that, that, that was a moment that really opened my eyes. He said, because I felt that I didn't do anything wrong. And for more context, I encourage people to listen to the podcast, which is out now. But he said he he slept good because he didn't do anything wrong in his view. But he said that at night he would hear people screaming people's names out because those were the people that had been murdered uh, or had been hurt by the the inmates in there, the particular inmates. And he said it felt like they were were haunting those inmates at night. Um, So that was a very visual uh, and, and almost kind of chilling image that he that he painted in my mind. So did he did he feel like he was was falsely accused and, and convicted? It, it's a it's a very complex story, but I'll give you okay. the short version. Uh, he he was part of a of a crime, the commission of a crime okay. um, that someone had shot and murdered uh, a woman, and then another woman survived. Uh, he was not the trigger man, according to him. That's in the transcripts of the trial as well. Uh, he basically was part of that that crew, but he wasn't present for the, the shooting. But he knew of the shooting, and because he stuck to this street code of no snitching, he decided not to say anything and not to plead out because he was, again, he was 15 years old. He didn't really know quite what was the legal ramifications of his decision. But in his mind, in his teenage mind, he said, I didn't kill anybody, so I'm not going to say anything to the police, and I'm not going to plead to second-degree murder because I didn't kill anybody. But because of Louisiana statutory law, he was still able to be convicted of being basically an accomplice because of the what they call the principal um, theory. When he was a principal to the commission of that crime, he was a principal to the murder. Then his, the trigger man actually pleaded out 
and actually received a lighter sentence than he did and wow. was later paroled. But then he spent 20-plus uh, years in Angola. And I think, you know, again, you know, we, we often think of these cases in a very black-and-white way. Uh, but when you listen to Alex's story, especially when we're dealing with juvenile offenders, and I know that juvenile offenders have been uh, in the headlines throughout this whole year, um, but I think if you listen to him, I think we'll gain a better understanding of how sometimes it's not so clear-cut um, and cut and dry when we're dealing with juvenile offenders and who was there and who wasn't. Boy, it seems like there's something really unfair about the idea that the trigger man uh, pleaded guilty and, and got a, a less uh, a lower sentence, a less less of a sentence than the 13-year-old who just said nothing but wasn't the trigger man and, and knew about it but wasn't there. That seems very unfair. Oh, absolutely. And I, you know, and I, I think this, this podcast, these particular two episodes, it's not necessarily about crime and punishment, although those are very central themes to it, Scoot. Um, but I think that you don't necessarily have to believe uh, in God. You don't necessarily have to believe in second chances for a person like Alex to listen to this story, because the story is really about facing a challenge, an, an immense challenge, um, and trying to find the the moral fortitude and the strength inside you to get through it. And I thought that his story just really is an example of, I, I don't know what to say, but just, yeah. you know, having the, that type of strength to get through what he did in a condition that most of us have never, ever seen, which is Angola. Right. And, and he's got a business in New Orleans now. Uh, he does. And, you know, he's, he's helping people that are disadvantaged and, uh, again, I can't mention what that is, but I think that when you take a look and listen to what Alex is doing right now, uh, it'll give you a minute to pause to, to think about, um, you know, what criminal justice is, because we often think about these things in very academic terms and very abstract terms. Um, you know, we often hear them in campaign slogans and uh, people kind of crying for criminal reform. But to kind of hear it from them, I, I think you'll get a better understanding of what the true ramifications are when we're talking about the revolving door of criminal justice and locking people up. All right, Tom, where can people find the Tom Report this week? Uh, they can find it anywhere they get their podcast, Scoot. They can just search for the Tom Report, and my name is a weird one. I know that. So it's spelled T-H-A-N-H Report. Just punch that into your podcast platforms. We're also on the Odyssey app as well. And if you just want to go to the WWL Radio website, the story's right there, too. You'll see the story uh, about the prison seminary. All right, WWL multi-journalist, uh, multimedia journalist, Tom Tron, thanks for being with us. And uh, I, you do such a great job. I can't wait to hear this one. Stuart, I appreciate that, the right. time and opportunity. Tom, have a good weekend. So you check, too, out the, uh, check out the uh, the time before Tan Trong doing just a, a phenomenal job. And this sounds like a really interesting story. Uh, it's titled Alex. Uh, check it out. On this day in 1980, John Lennon was killed. I, I remember exactly where I was, and uh, some of you have heard this uh, story before, but I'll, I'll, I'll share it again because, you know, before social media, before instant news everywhere all the time, how I learned about John Lennon's death was very, very unusual, and I was totally alone. Do you remember where you were when you heard the news that John Lennon had been killed, and how did you feel about that? Especially if you're a baby boomer, that had to have an impact on you. It did on me. So we'll talk about that. Also, uh, Mickey Loomis uh, talks about somebody in the media saying that the Saints, the Saints just gave up in, in the last game. And he said that that's kind of like reckless, crazy journalism, lazy journalism. And I would agree with Mickey Loomis on that because anybody who said that the Saints just gave up, uh, that's not responsible journalism. I don't know who it was. 
I know the Saints didn't give up, but you know, we did talk about how the game started. So anyway, we'll also talk about how you think the Saints are going to do this week <clears throat> Excuse me, against the Panthers. All right, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. John Lennon was just outside of his apartment, the Manhattan, the, um, it was in Manhattan, it was the Dakota building. Very exclusive uh, place, and John Lennon had an apartment there, and he and his wife Yoko Ono lived there. John had been in a recording session, and he was uh, outside returning to his apartment building, and just outside of his apartment building, he was shot and killed. John Lennon was, was murdered. And it happened on this day in 1980, 43 years ago. And I remember exactly where I was and how I felt. And it was a, a strange, very empty feeling. And particularly for baby boomers who grew up with the Beatles. This was a moment that you knew at this moment what you maybe had been hoping for, a Beatles reunion, even if it was just briefly, was never going to happen again. There was talk of the Beatles getting back together. And about this time, you know, uh, uh, Lorne, My- um, Lorne Michaels of uh, Saturday Night Live was offering the Beatles. Now, at the time, this was a lot of money. It's not a lot of money today. But at the time, it was a lot of money. He was offering the Beatles a million dollars to be the musical guest on Saturday Night Live just one time. And they, they turned it down. But there was still some buzz that the Beatles might get back together. The idea that they could back could get back together was was comforting for baby boomers who wanted to see them come together again. The Beatles were not together that long. Well, I mean, they, they were, but in terms of their prominence in the United States, the Beatles arrived in 1964, and it was over by 1970. The Beatles had broken up. Think about the different genres of music they gave us over a six-year period. I believe they stopped touring in 1966. They only toured for two years. And yet the impact that they had on music and on a a generation was indescribable. 
And and think about the variety of music they gave us. You know, the early Beatles, the early Beatles, the, the the love stuff and the great R and B cover songs, and and then you know there was um, you know Help and 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 more, and then there was the, the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album. And I'm not necessarily doing these all in order, but Magical Mystery Tour, Rubber Soul, the White Album, which is technically titled The Beatles. Uh, but it, it, you know, everybody refers to it as the White Album, Abbey Road. Think about all those different genres the Beatles gave us. So this was just a phenomenal, phenomenal group that had meant so much to the baby boomer generation. And the idea that John Lennon, who did nothing but promote peace in his life, was murdered was, was shocking. Ian, did we get a hold of, um, well, hang on just a second. Ian's on the phone. I'll uh, check with him in, in just a moment. Um, did we uh, did we get huh? that uh, ABC recording? Yeah, yeah, I okay, just got it that? right now, as a matter okay. of fact. Yeah, I, I want to I uh, share this with you. This, is, um, th- this happened 43 years ago. Now, I was doing the morning show on um, QUE, WQUE at the time, and I was in bed. I went to bed. The, the, the Monday night football game was not that exciting, and I often went to bed before the game came to an end. So I went to bed during Monday night football. I went to bed before this announcement was made. And some of you may remember this, but just imagine watching Monday night football and imagine getting this message. What we know in the booth. Yes, we have to say it. Remember, this is just a football game. No matter who wins or loses. An unspeakable tragedy confirmed to us by ABC News in New York City. John Lennon, outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City, the most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles, shot twice in the back, rushed to Roosevelt Hospital, dead on arrival. Hard to go back to the game after that news flash, which in duty found we had to take. And that was the unmistakable voice of Howard Cosell. They got the news during Monday Night Football. I had gone to sleep. So there was no social media. I didn't have a a cell phone with me. So I woke up in the morning about, um, you know, 4 o'clock to go into the station, and I didn't hear any of that news. I didn't, uh, nothing was turned on in in the house, and I didn't have a phone or anything to, to alert me. I got to the radio station and parked, and outside at one of the newspaper kiosks, where I bought a newspaper every day, I put the money in and lifted up the, the handle, took the newspaper out, and alone on a dark street in downtown New Orleans, I read the headline, John Lennon had been murdered. There was nobody to talk to. It was a. It was just a an empty, lonely, feeling, and at that moment, I knew the Beatles would never get back together again. And so I knew what my show would be about that day. Everything that I had planned was, you know, just thrown out of the window. And I went on the air that morning, and talked about the death of John Lennon. And so often in in my career, I've had the unfortunate um, the unfortunate uh, job of um, of talking about the death of of important people. 
And it was really tough that day, talking about the death of, of, of John Lennon. And uh, played a lot of John Lennon music, uh, obviously. There was a song called Woman by John Lennon, and he had just released it. And, you know, there were some things on that, that album that John Lennon released, um, he was working on right before he died, that almost made it seem like he had a premonition that, that something might happen. We know who did it. That person has been up for parole countless times. But in the, the tradition of this show, I've, I've decided not to talk about killers that might be seeking fame. They might be seeking name recognition, even if they die, whether it's the shooting of an important person or a mass murder. And so in the interest of that new trend on this show, I'm not going to even mention the name of the guy who killed John Lennon because I don't want to add to his infamous notoriety. Because one of the things that he said after he shot John Lennon was, you will know my name. And so often these people who are involved in these kinds of shootings are seeking notoriety. They're loners, they feel helpless, they feel useless, they feel unrecognized. And they, they, they sense, I guess they sense, that even when they die, they will be famous. People will know them, even if they die, because of what they've done. And the person who shot him said, my name is, gave his name, quote, you'll remember my name. So he did it just seeking notoriety. And it was so ironic because John Lennon was, again, such a peacemaker. In fact, the U.S. government was trying to deport John Lennon. They thought he was a security risk, a national security risk, because of his views against the Vietnam War. An FBI director, I think he was still FBI director, um, J. Edgar Hoover, but the, the Nixon administration wanted to deport John Lennon. And they fought and fought and went to court and they tried all they could to get John Lennon deported and John Lennon won. And he stayed in this country and got a green card. And look what happened to him. Isn't it sad to think that if John Lennon had been deported, he might be alive today? If you want to join us with a comment, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Light is 504-260-1870. Let's go to Ian Hoke with some of your text messages. Here's a text that says, I was eight years old watching Monday Night Football with my dad, and I just remember never seeing my dad that upset. Wow. Yeah, it had to be a shocking moment. And, and again, it was so weird for me because I went to bed and I, I, I didn't know what had happened until I woke up and got the newspaper on a dark street that morning. Uh, here's a text that says, hey, Ian and Scoot, it's well known that the CIA had it out for John Lennon. I have a theory that he was the victim of a Manchurian candidate type mm. of CIA hit where they take a guy and they program him to do a mission. And then months or years later, they give him the code word and he blindly completes the mission. The whole I want to be noticed story is pretty fishy. What do you think? The way you set that up, the way the texture sets that up, I mean, I guess it's possible. I don't know about the programming and the trigger word or 
you know, things like that. But uh, could know, there man. have been a CIA conspiracy to kill John Lennon? Because at the time, John Lennon was considered a national security threat because of his uh, opposition to the, to the war. And the Nixon administration wanted John Lennon out. Here's a text that says, are you going to watch Scuteria in the Louisiana Champions Day race tomorrow? Yes, I am. Uh, in fact, if you're one of our listeners and you happen to be at the fairgrounds tomorrow, the big champion uh, race tomorrow, and uh, Scuderia is going to run, I think, about 530. If you're there and if he happens to win, I don't you know. He, you know, he, he's a miraculous horse and, and beautiful and very, very fast. But he's had some sinus issues. So he, he lost the last race, but before that, he was um, three and, and one. He had won three and, and came in second in another race, but he really collapsed toward the end in the last race. So, you know, there might be some good odds. I'm going to be there to support him. But if he wins, I want any of you who are, are there, any of our listeners who are there, to join me in the winner circle with Scoot. And you you be part of the, the picture. So, yes, I will be there to support him. Well, you'll find me at the Bloody Mary bar. Here's a text that says, to quote the immortal Dennis Leary, John Lennon gets shot six times. Yoko Ono is standing right there and not one bullet. Explain that to me, God. Well, you know, that's Dennis Leary. That's Dennis Leary. There was a radio station, and this is when radio was a little different than it is today. Mm-hmm. There was a radio station in... I think it was Cincinnati, that immediately they printed up buttons. No. And they had these big buttons, and they oh, passed God. out all these buttons, and the button said, it should have been Ringo. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. That's tasteless. <laughs> That's Come tacky. by the radio station. Well, that's when they were like, you know, hey, come by the radio station and get your, it should have been Ringo buttons from mm, WWE. Ringo. Well, these look like this. And yes, we're sorry <laughs> that it was Ringo. It was John Leonard and said, but hey, oh, we, got the, we got the news. Uh, you know, we're chasing the news uh, uh, minutes from news on the greatest station in the nation. That's wow. why they, I could listen to, to you do that all day. I'll leave you with this one. Uh, here's a text that says, I usually hate program being uh, programming being different, even for a good cause. But yesterday was great. I donated $20 a month, and it's okay to tell people oh. that. I'm happy to do it. Grateful that I can. This thank texter you. is a miracle maker. You are a miracle maker. And, hey. and thank you. And yes, it is okay to say that. It is okay to talk about that because by talking about that, you set examples for other people yeah, to, to, to do the same thing. So I appreciate you. And this audi- our audience was so amazing yesterday. So yesterday was our big day, but the Radiothon event is still happening today. You can still make a donation right now. If you didn't get a chance to do it yesterday, you've heard us talking about it, you heard our conversation with Shelby, and you want to give $5, $10, $15, whatever you got in loose change in your pocket, uh, you can text CHNOLA, CH as in Children's Hospital, CHNOLA, text that word to 51555. Also, you could call 888 888- Seven eight zero eight eight one one. We're not going to be giving that number out all afternoon like we did yesterday. If you want to make a donation, text me on the Oakland Art Jewelers talking text line, and I'll tell you how to do it. You can do that all the way up until six p.m. tonight. And I had an accident Tuesday night. I, I was being very careful. I hadn't uh, roller skated in a long time, and I went roller skating, and I, I slipped and I I hit really hard. Um, it turns out I fractured my elbow, and if you want to donate to me, you can certainly drop any donations off to the, the radio station. I would appreciate uh, anything. Um, I'm okay. I'm in a little pain, but it's it's okay, and uh, I'll get through it. But uh, yeah, I was I, I was really careful, but uh, ended up with a you know fractured elbow. So 
anyway, um, I'll be cheering for the Saints Sunday, but I won't be cheering with uh, with both arms. I'll send you a fruit basket. If you want to join us with a comment, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. All right, so what about the Saints? Bobby said the Saints can win four out of the next five games, and we're in it because of the division we're in. And once you get to the playoffs, it's just one game at a time. So are the Saints going to come out and do it? Are they going to start out fast? Is anybody still believing that the Saints can really make the playoffs? I'm going to believe they can because they can. And I don't want to be some stupid, uh, you know, old geezer who's just saying, oh, well, they're not going to make it. You know, I'm going to be I'm a positive person. I'm going to be positive and think that they can still do it. But it is up to them to prove that they can do it. The Oakland Art Jewelers talking text line is 504-260-1870. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's the uh, holiday season. Also, we wish a uh, very happy Hanukkah to our uh, listeners who are celebrating Hanukkah. Uh, good yontif. Um, glad, you're, uh, glad you're all with us. I'm Scoot on the air on WWL. A lot to talk about this afternoon, but uh, let's just take a moment to talk about. Uh, uh, this is a fun event. It, it happens every year. In fact, this is the 12th annual Running of the Santas. It is a costume contest. It is a run through the warehouse district. It starts at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, and it starts at Manning's. That's the South Pole, Manning's on Fulton Street. And uh, at 5 o'clock, there is a, a Santa Claus costume contest. I will warn you in advance that some of the costumes border on naughty, very naughty. And then after that, there's a fun run that goes to the North Pole, which is Generations Hall on Andrew Higgins. And that's where the Bucktown All-Stars will take the stage. And the party goes on until the early morning hours. Steve Shokins is a spokesperson for the running of the Santas. He joins us on WWL. Good afternoon, Steve. Hey, Scoot. And the weather tomorrow looks really warm and good, which means Skimpy will be in fashion. <laughs> you know, I it was really interesting. Uh, there was um, – I'm trying to – figure out how to describe this I, I posted a picture of this on on facebook and i think instagram too but there was a there was a woman and she was one of the finalists and she was the grinch and she had green hair you know for the grinch wow. and then she had other green hair that was exposed and i don't want to go right. into any further details but anyway oh. you know that was just an example of um you know some of the uh, frivolity at the running of the santa's costume contest You'll see some of the most outlandish costumes tomorrow, starting at Manning's, like you said, at 2 o'clock. And then that costume contest, which people really prepare like months for their costumes because they want to enter the contest. The prizes are okay, but I think it's just the bragging rights. But, yeah, we've had human Christmas trees. We've had, uh, well, you've seen reindeer in packs, you know, yes. all uh, yeah. tied up. And it's uh, just a show that, like you said, some of it can't even be put on television, or, or uh, right. but it's it, it's great. It, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's it's what the the mayor of the North Pole, Bob Dotrieff, calls 
you know, the New Orleans Trinity. You know, it's uh, costumes, uh, booze, and music. And so uh, you can't uh, you can't beat it. Running of the Santas is tomorrow. Two o'clock starts at Manning's. That's the South Pole. And then five o'clock is the costume contest. Now at six o'clock, we all line up at Lafayette and um, South Peter Street. And then we do the four-block walk, run, crawl, stumble, however you can get down to Generations Hall. That's the North Pole. And there you'll be delighted to hear the sounds of the Bucktown All-Stars. So we've got quite an event on tap. I know some people are putting on their finishing touches on their on their elaborate costumes, their tacky, wacky costumes um, right now. And uh, so they can't wait to... To show them off tomorrow, um, starting in Manning's at the South Pole and then going over to Generations Hall, the North Pole, later for the for the whole night event. Steve, it's amazing the, the work that some people put into the costumes because uh, you know, I've, I've uh, emceed that a few years. And, and the, 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 the effort that they, they go into to do these costumes are, 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 are amazing. And sometimes it's a group costume, which is also fun. We have a lot of groups that enter, uh, you know, a snow, a snowmen. Uh, we have the reindeer group. We have, you know, a, a lot of groups come together because, you know, it's like Mardi Gras. You know, it's yeah. uh, they you've got a lot of groups that, that dress up for Mardi Gras. And so they bring that spirit with them. And, they you know, they've got some uh, some fuel for their fun uh, over at the, at the bar there. And, uh, you know, tickets are still available. Actually, we have VIP tickets that you can can get right now online at runningofthesantas.com. And, you know, for $75, uh, you can drink all you want all night long until the event ends with the Bucktown All-Stars. So, um, you know, it's going to be a fun event. You, I know you've been many years, and I know you're it's just like me, almost uh, always uh, astounded by some of the outlandishness that we see from the costumes and the people. Yeah, now, Steve, uh, somebody could just at the last minute, if they're just hearing about this for the first time, they could enter in the, the contest. Oh, so we pick the contestants, you know, who show up. Um, so somewhere between... But right an hour before or so, we go around and we pick the 10 best costumes, and then we put them in the co- uh, costume contest. We have media celebrities as the judges, and then uh, we parade them out for the crowd. They clap, and uh, the media judges decide who gets first place and who gets second place, but everybody has a good time in the end. So, you know, come on down, running of the Santas. If you've never been, New Orleans Magazine called it one of the 50 things you must do if you're a New Orleanian. And it, you know that's quite a, a, a moniker there. So you know, come experience it. If you've never been, you got to come because words can't describe it. And if you've been before, you know you want to come back because it's 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 fun all night long. Okay, it's the twelfth annual running of the Santas. It starts tomorrow at two o'clock at Manning's. That's the South Pole. The uh, Santa costume contest uh, takes place at five o'clock at Manning's, and then at six o'clock, everybody works their way to the North Pole, which is Generations Hall, where the Bucktown All Stars will perform. Steve Shokins, thanks for being with us. Thanks for the information. Thanks. You can go runningofthesantas.com and get your tickets right now. Thank you so much, and happy holidays. All right, Steve. Happy holidays to you uh, as well. So, Ian, what did that text, uh, a text requested something? What? what would the text request a moment ago? You just told me during the break. Oh, uh, somebody said, uh, you know, you were doing the, the thing you do sometimes where you sound like the old-time uh, FM radio guy, This, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I love. I think it's delightful. This text says, hey, Scoot, give us old-timers a treat. Use your radio voice to announce an old-school song. Thanks, long-time listener. Okay, look, it's been a while, <laughs> but I'm going to try this. Because it's, you know, it's free for all Friday, so what the hell? We're ready. All right. 
All right, we are the greatest little station in the nation, rocking the news just minutes from news. And while the others are talking, we're rocking on WWL. I guess that's about about what it sounded like. Wasn't that great? Well, I, but I it was a little what. I don't know. I just this song isn't really doing it for me. All right, but, you want me to do another song? Yeah. Look, okay. what I when I when we set this up, I was like, what about like REO Speedwagon or something, something a little more banging than the Grassroots? But I don't. I don't well, know. but I mean, but you know, when you got into REO Speedwagon, I don't know if I was doing that back then. I mean, maybe, I, but I mean that that song just came to mind. Um, Here, let's see. Let's. I'm going to set you up with this. You ready? Okay. Let's try it again. And you're rocking the blues <clears throat> okay. before the news. All right. Okay. Ready? All right. All right, hey, I'm Scoot in the morning. We are rocking the blues. Just minutes from news on the greatest little station in the nation. While the others are talking, we are rocking right here in the afternoon on Friday from 1 to 4 on WWL. <laughs> yes! <laughs> we'll be back on WWL. All right, so apparently the Sewage and Water Board is going to try to be a little bit more um, um, considerate of us in areas where it uh, possibly floods, and that's uh, good news after it flooded and the city did not send out any alerts. Also, we'll talk about the Saints and uh, Jaden Daniels, and it's free for all Friday. I'm Scoot on the air, and apparently there's some stuff happening downtown near the Dome. We'll talk about that, too. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 